When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. <laughs> Episode 47, season 8, Fighting Cup Podcast. Today I'm joined by Ricky TFC. Alright. Got Big John Bass. What up? How you doing? Alright. Alright. Um, everything's fine again. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm recovered. Yeah, but even keel. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's been a bad week. Let's not like sugarcoat this. It's been a pretty horrendous week. But Sonzo, that's a good. That is good. Thank the Lord, South Korea got knocked out. I don't know they played. I don't give a shit. The fact is, he's home. Yeah. All right. So it's fine. Yeah. All the problems solved yeah. with him returning. Yeah. Single-handedly. Yeah. It's all done. It's yeah. fine. Stadium's done. Yeah. With Son <laughs> returning. Yeah. Um. But what I want to know from you lads is when have you been happiest to return home? As a kind of marker to the fact that our great Asian striker has returned. Um, there's been quite a lot of uh, you know heavy nights here in my life where I've been glad that I've uh, returned home. Uh, probably my uh, the, the one that st- stands out is my, my infamous 30th birthday. Um, those that know, know. Why won't um, you talk about it? Because <laughs> uh, I, can't, I went missing for 24 hours, but... <laughs> A lot, lot of shit happened, but um, yeah, when, when I uh, finally got home, um, I, I was uh, I was pleased that I was back in the safe of my of my home. It's such a shame we can't talk about it again because <laughs> it is the greatest and worst story I've ever heard. But uh, yeah, like, just, yeah, like Ricky I'll, says, for those those who know know. Yeah, I had the extended highlights. So it's pretty <laughs> pretty good. Um, my most horrific holiday of all time. Uh, was my first ever trip to Ibiza when I was like 20. Mm. And uh, I mean, there was a lot of shit going on because it's Ibiza and it gets messy. And I just remember getting on the plane home and just thinking to myself, one, why haven't they invented teleportation? Get me the fuck out of here. I'm I'm struggling. So anyway, I sort of fall asleep uh, on the flight. And then I just come to uh, at some point during the the kind of journey home and my head is pressed against the seat on the tiny little easy jet flight. Mm. And my head is so sore because I've just been leaning my full weight against it. And I look down and my little um, tray is like open in front of me. And you know the little circle bits you put your drinks in? Mm. Mine was full up with my own flob and saliva. Oh, good <laughs> and lord. As I like pulled myself back, it was like the stringy thing. I mean, I looked like a St. Bernard at the best of times. <laughs> so it, was, it wasn't ideal. And, um, so, so Drake's son was like you on the plane home? Yeah, essentially. He, he was probably sitting there. He's just like sick of like just playing football constantly yeah. for two weeks. I wonder what you going to say then. Well, where do you think I was going to go with that? Um, nowhere, absolutely nowhere. Well, I wasn't going to go anywhere. Okay. I'm just going to leave it there. Okay. So yeah, I imagine he was exactly like me. Um, I, I think mine was when I went to Amsterdam for my mate Stag do, and I came back. I'd done a lot, obviously. It's Amsterdam, like you do everything, don't you? Like things happen. Yeah. You don't even know why they're happening, but you're just yeah. like, this is fine. Yeah. Like why? Why is this thing in my ass? I didn't ask for this. <laughs> I did not ask for this, but it's Amsterdam. You got to go with it. Yeah. Am I as a guy? I can see eight people around me, all with their dicks flying at my face. I'm like, let's just get on with this. Yeah. Get out and get home. I missed a flight home from Amsterdam. Yeah. Oh, mate. That's... Anyway, I'd done loads and loads of narcotics on that. And then I got I got home. I got in the bath. I was living on my own. and just burst into tears. Oh. <laughs> just, just crying my eyes out. <laughs> so, it's just like, what, what just happened in like, the last four days? Um, hopefully Sun feels a little bit better after his little trip to uh, to um, wherever they played that tournament. Just somewhere else. Yeah. Somewhere that wasn't us. Um, does he solve our problems? He solves some of them. Yeah. Which ones? Um, movement, pace, ability to score, mm. um, having a player that's in form. 
attacking um, threat. <laughs> yeah, just kind of a lot of stuff, really. Yeah. Um, we've definitely, I mean, it's been a short spell, ultimately, which has been good, but we have missed him. Like, we we do look like kind of a bit of a patch of a side we normally are when he's not in the team. Yeah, but we, but, I mean, it's not just him. Is well, it? yeah, exactly. So it's made it worse, hasn't it? Yeah. There, there was a thing I read from uh, Son in an interview saying that. Um, he feels like he should have uh, looked after himself a lot better physically mm. and coming out he's absolutely gutted and he's like uh, he, he's just kind of like he, he's given everything and he feels empty what do you mean what, what, about what uh, about about coming out with uh, I think maybe it's him playing for, for Spurs and for South Korea and coming out of the tournament that he just feels a bit down and he's just running on empty yeah. playing so much football brilliant uh, so but, just, just in time but, uh, but Potts said he was training um, and he he um, he's he thinks he was talking about the reason that he was down and the emptiness was because he's come out of the tournament from South uh, with South Korea and he's let the country down. Mm. Not the fact that he is physically and mentally exhausted. exhausted. And he and he was uh, full of his uh, happy self during training. So you know, and he was. And he was like aware of the injury, so he just thought, got away from Spurs and just think, like, let's forget about all that. Yeah, I think, yeah, he probably... Tritton also, is he worried that that they're going to take away the uh, sort of exemption from national <laughs> service because he didn't have a good Asian game? Maybe. Mm. That'd be weighing on my mind that at any time that, you know, that they could change their rules. If I was Pochettino to motivate him, I'd, I'd ring up the president of South Korea and say, look, you've got to get him back. You've got to get him back. Get, like, say he's, he isn't clear anymore. <laughs> he's been running around this, uh, the, the training ground going, fucking tin pot. <laughs> Absolute tin pot nation. Just to, just to kind of get him motivated again. Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, it's all about man management, isn't it? It's yeah. all about... Potch uses the media beautifully. Yeah. Now it's time to use nations. <laughs> yeah. He's tried the nice approach. Now let's, let's <coughs> offer him certain death and, and a war. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Potch, uh, we're doing a very special episode of The Fighting Cock. It's coming out on Thursday where we speak to a couple of journalists, a Man United fan, and uh, we're going to have a little chat about him as well and stitch together a kind of little magazine podcast about our manager because it's kind of got to a stage now where he's done incredible things. I don't think anybody denies him that, you know, his legacy so far at Spurs, but there are some question marks about him and um, we're going to be asking and talking about those. So we won't delve into Pochettino too much on this pod because that's reserved for Thursday, but... um, he did change. He did change the the side massively for the game against Palace, and it is an FA Cup. It is a cup competition. It probably was our most likely route to silverware. So when you saw the team, do you think oh, fuck? Yeah, I was a little bit like I kind of understood the Ericsson being rested thing, um, but it's one of those when he's not in the team, can, particularly when you're looking at no Delhi, no Kane, no Sun. He's the kind of like last attacking uh, threat mm. that's kind of been consistent in the side. So that was a worry. But I was kind of looking at it and thinking, OK, look, he's got trying to kind of balance it with a little bit of kind of uh, youth, some experience, some players that have been on the fringe with the best of what we've got available. Ultimately, there's a lot of players out anyway. Yeah. So at some point, players are going to need a rest. And I think he, he kind of thought to himself, this might be an opportunity to do it. And ultimately, kind of during the game, ultimately, we didn't get the result we wanted. But actually, there were moments in that game we were battering them with that team. Second half, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it was a case of, yeah, when I first saw it, I was a bit disappointed. But, but you talked about balance. I actually mm. thought it was very unbalanced, actually. The, 
Cole Walker Peters, I know he's played on the left mm. for under 21s or youth level, yeah. but it just seems such a waste when we had Rose on the bench. And I get how he wants to rest him and stuff, but to have Rose on the bench and bring him on as late as he did, because mm. when he came on, I'm not having a complete memory bank, he definitely came, played, he came on, didn't he? <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember. In my, I'm sure he did. He maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't. Fuck me. Seems like a million miles ago. Pe- peak fighting cock podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the fact is that Carl Walker Peters was, I think, wasted because he was our best attacking threat going forward. I thought he was fantastic. Trippier was, oh god. Yeah. I mean, I've defended him over and over again. He's in a terrible patch of form. Yeah. But it, it just felt like it was crying out for some. Bog standard balancing, having a left side player play around the left side, Cole Walker players play on the right. And the issue again was in midfield, where you had Dyer on the left hand side of that too, yeah. and Skip in the middle. And as much as I I love the fact that we've got Skip come through and he's he's gonna hopefully be one for the future, I think that game kind of exposed the lack of depth we do have yeah. in yeah. midfield. Yeah, I mean um, when I saw the team come out I was, I was uh, really surprised uh, with the amount of changes. And uh, like you like you were saying, uh, Flav, like Carl Walker Peters playing on the left. Um, I m- much prefer uh, Rose in there, and Skip would have preferred Winks. And, mm. I, and you know, I get that we that we have to rest players, but I, I'm also I'm o- always of that uh, thinking that you that you have to play the best players that you've got mm. available. And I, I get the, rotation, all, but all the time, but, but not like all the time. Mm. I, I get you have to make changes, but you can't make wholesale changes like like we did and expect to have the same uh, momentum uh, and play and, and, you know, people playing together and that familiarity. Um, and, yeah, I get they all trained together and stuff like that. But we, are, at the moment, uh, it, you know, we know that there is uh, there's a huge shortage in our players uh, with injury and, and, you know, Son, Son missing through uh, international duty. But you have to, you still have to... Um, Carry on, and you still have to. I say play them until they they you know they they get injured. It's the, it's the only way. I mean, like the thing is as well, like with with Winks. I know like um, he's played a lot of games and stuff. Like he, he's a young player, and it's like only for like uh, this season that he's that he's been playing more often. And I I, I think that with uh, the type of player that Winks is, and where we needed to keep hold of the ball and mm. keep it ticking mm. over. And we're playing away. It's against Palace, you know. Because the quality on the ball, was yeah, that and uh, that, that we needed that type of player. And when you've got Ericsson and Winks that that are so good on the ball, and you take, take both of them out, yeah. it just seems mad to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, John, what, would you have taken a, uh, a win with a stronger side against Palace and risk the fact that we could quite get beat by Watford or uh, Wembley? On, on on Wednesday, do you understand what you what you've done, and, and do you agree with it? I mean, for me personally, I would have played a slightly stronger side against Palace for a couple of reasons. One, I personally believe that was our best chance of winning a trophy this season. Yeah, um, and I, and I think that, like Rick said, you could have at least played one of Winks and Ericsson would have made quite a big difference in terms of creativity in the side. Um, for me, it's a case of just by um, playing a stronger side in the Palace game doesn't guarantee that you're not going to get a result. But playing that side against Palace was pretty much giving them the opportunity to think, well, we're, we're mm. going to best these lot. I, I read something interesting, an article, where uh, they said that 
the, the responding to Pochettino's comments about the top four or, or, or trophies. Mm. And it was quite a simple message in the fact that the very best teams do both. Yeah. And that, that, that was poignant for me. And then if you do look at it, if you look at kind of some of the Enoch out people or people that are critical of the way Levy runs a club, that the fact that we haven't strengthened and we know the reasons why we're the stadium and whatnot, mm. it has led us to a position where we have to play skip. We have to play Carl Peters out of position. Mm. Or Pochettino is, is hamstrung by by these things. So it's it's kind of, I don't know, it's, it's um, I feel like it will be okay. We'll mm. get through it and we'll, we'll get the good times again. But it's going to come to a stage where people are going to want more. And it doesn't matter why they want more. It doesn't matter the fact that Pochettino has led us to this situation where we are... We can expect so much and we do demand so much. Whatever reason for us feeling the way we do now, fans are never just going to be happy with kind of stagnating or, or yeah. Um, plateauing. Yeah. Um, Andrews Townsend scored a penalty against us. Yeah. Um, played fairly decently, carried the ball well. Yeah. What did you think of the fact that he didn't celebrate the penalty? Uh, yeah, but I, for, for me, I think it's uh, very respectful. I mean, you know, he was at Tottenham since I, I don't know what age it was. So, so thirteen, mm. uh, young kid. Uh, I, I don't know who, who he supports. Uh, you know, I get the, the impression that well, his dad says he supports Spurs. Yeah. Well, Spurs. I, I thought I thought that was the fact. So when you when you score against your old team. Uh, you, all you've ever known, all you've trained, all the people that you've seen at, at Spurs as well, and the team that you support, and him not celebrating—it's kind of like it is that it is that mark of uh, of respect for not only the team that you used to play, but the team that you support and everything that you've seen throughout the club. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know why it it's uh, it's an issue really, like, mm. or, or not or not an issue. I, I wasn't. I, I mean, didn't bring it up because I thought it was an issue. I just wondered how you, how you felt about it really Don't... yeah for, for me it's just exactly like Rick said it's just a, it's a mark of the man that he has the awareness and the respect for a club that's given him an opportunity to become a professional footballer mm. and I think that he probably because his family are, are Spurs and he has that connection to it emotionally and obviously he's been with the club for such a long time he just sees it as a, a very simple thing not to do to give a lot of people just a little bit of respect yeah I mean if you'd have wheeled away and fist pumped the air and stuff you'd be thinking what the fuck and some geezer are uh... Uh, tweeted about it and, and copied him in the tweet saying uh, you're not celebrating you, you, what is it you're not celebrating because uh, you, you played 50 games for the club yeah. in 7 years and uh, you know you're not celebrating like you're some sort of legend for them and he said no I've been there since I was 13 I actually played 93 games for the club yeah. and it was a mark of respect to the club that made me mm. and it, it doesn't mean anything it means nothing at all in the grand scheme of things and ultimately we should be more we should be talking about the fact that we didn't win this game and talking about Andrus Townsend's lack of acceleration, but it was just a it was a nice thing. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, how, how, how's he got his hair? Where's his hair come from? <laughs> He's definitely had the the, yeah. the, the old uh, implants. Yeah, it? what confuses me about that is that you get tra- uh, implants in, and then and then you let that be your hair. Yeah, like you do shitloads. And it's like he's <laughs> almost done nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, it, it is. Odd. I mean, like, if you, uh, if you, would you, would you ever consider getting a like hair implant? If, if well, I'm like, going. I'm definitely going. Like, no, you still got no, fucking plenty. plenty. Of, yeah, you got plenty of there, boy. No, I'm, uh, cheers, boys. But this, you know, come on. I think. Do you, like, do you think? Like, because uh, Ericsson, like, 
Yeah. Years ago, he was thinning, and now he's got like a full. Yeah, he definitely. Thick, he, it, he's had a go as well. Yeah, he? he did it. Yeah, who, who did it? Oh, Paul Robinson did it recently. Yeah, Robbo yeah. done it recently. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't. The thing is, I think if you get in shape, you can handle a. a, a kind, it looks all right, yeah. more dead. But if you've got like a a face like an orange unibowl, <laughs> which is what I think I would have if I shaved my head, then mm. um, I don't know. I'm gonna hold on to it for a while. I, I think uh, like things things are changing. Like you actually look like a baked bean, Rick. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. we talked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. It's uh, fine. I quite right. like that. Yeah. So. I mean, mm. there's worse things you could like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And people like baked beans. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. <laughs> I love baked beans. Yeah, they're brilliant, aren't they? Yeah, they're amazing. It's, don't you think it's it's a it's a it's a weird kind of transition for the man nowadays that he's like like back in the day if, if you. Uh, if your hair was going and you and you wore a, a, a wig or a toupee, it's like, mate, you're wearing that, that's yeah, fucking ridiculous. Yeah. You get yeah. coated off, yeah. and now you're getting like kind of like transplants, so that your hair grows back, and everyone's like, no, fair play. No, go on, yeah, yeah, yeah let's have more hair. Go on, like, like Rooney and just, like, just yeah. speaking about beans for a sec. Um, <laughs> I once watched a porn, and uh, they're having sex, doggy style, and out of nowhere, just this can of baked beans came out of her and just fucking dunked it all over her back. Well, that makes like, sense, doesn't it? Yeah, but like, at least let me know it's going to happen. Like, give me some setup. Like, yeah. take a like cutaway shot of the baked beans in the tin. Yeah, like, or on the side. Yeah, like, that's going. I know that's going to be important. Yeah, just some guy like opening the yeah. tin itself. I know, just yeah, so I, we're prepared. I know at some point in the future yeah. of the next twenty, in the next twenty minutes, that, that yeah. a can of baked beans is going to be important. Oh, but it they... was just out of nowhere. It's like, suddenly, <laughs> just fucking can of baked beans all over a back. So he's like straight out the tin. You, the, the, you didn't see the tin. It just, <laughs> it just flew out of, out of the so side shop. It was raining beans. In the room. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a madness. But I'm glad I got to celebrate that. <laughs> um, yeah, we, despite having that much changed side, we were much better in that second oh, half. God. And while we never we didn't really have any guilt edge chances if, that I can remember, I can't think of any. Oh, sorry, no, I, we did have quite a good chance in Trippier's. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> what do you think about Trippier? Uh, well. Uh, so I, I don't know, uh, you know, I know uh, he scored a couple of, uh, of free kicks, uh, th- th- those set pieces. But you weren't happy th- No, I wasn't happy. You weren't happy. Let's happy get cut yeah, to the chase here. I weren't happy that he took the penalty. Yeah. I think for me, um, you, if you've got a striker that is supposed to put the ball in the back of the net, that's your job. Your NA um, is supposed to be the penalty taker. But I also would have gone with Jan as well. Um, they're two players that I would have put over trips. But you, no, you said Lucas Moura in the group. No, I did. I did not. After that fucking weak ass penalty against Chelsea, I did Who's, not say that. Sorry, someone else <laughs> must have done. I just assumed. Um, yeah, but the thing with that argument is that David Unsworth, he scored t- bags. Andy Hinchcliffe bags of goals from, yeah. and, and he is a defender. Julian yeah. Dix, Dennis Irwin. Well, yeah, so what's your point though? Yeah. Well, the, the strikers aren't necessarily better penalty takers. It's about technique. Isn't yeah, it? but if, if you've got a choice out of Trippier. Mm. And a striker, I'm going to go with the striker. Well, well, I thought when he stepped up that it was the right choice. Yeah. I was wrong, clearly. <laughs> it went six feet wide, more maybe. I no, it, it, it looked like he had crossed to the left. Yeah, and I was... It was like, it was, it was like you're playing FIFA and you've sneezed and just smashed the button. The wrong and button, you, yeah. You fucked yeah. it. You put it on alternative <laughs> instead of classic and you threw a goal and you fucking crossed one. What the fuck is that all about? So annoying. Ten minutes in, one on one. No, you fucked it. I must have spent about eight hours, consecutive hours, changing buttons on, t- on fucking computer programs as I was, as I was growing up. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I mean, that was it's fucking it, that first half. We, we tweeted about it, kind of looking. It felt like the nineties, or, mm. or it felt like what Tottenham used to be like. That it did. Yeah. That that it reminded me completely of what what it used to be like watching Spurs nineties, like early two thousand. Thing is, in the, in the second half as well, I, I know people are talking that uh, you know we had uh, a lot more of the ball. We looked more, uh, lo- we, we looked like they're more likely to score, but we, we were two 0 down. Mm, uh, and Palace are they shut up shop, they, they, yeah. shut up shop and they're, they're known for doing that, and they're known for not not scoring at the moment. So they, they've got the two goals. They can just sit back, and our attacking threat had been shit <laughs> and it is yeah. shit at the moment mm. so they're like perfectly nah fuck it man they ain't gonna score yeah. and there was a couple of um, chances where you know the ball bobbles in and Lorente hits at the keeper there's the penalty and I think there's a couple more yeah and Kudu um, had a chance to need first half yeah oh fucking hell and Kudu uh, it's really bad like isn't that. it uh, I thought Gazzini was good again yeah the goal was unfortunate when we didn't yeah. see it we fired through his distribution was excellent as well. Yeah, like could we could we have a could we have a really good goalkeeper there that's been shat on by Southampton? Yeah, i.e. making them the third choice goalkeeper. Like he's I've never seen a kind of player. Actually, that's not true. There's been a number of players that kind of improved under Pochettino and kind of deserved their place in the first team. But I never envisaged a world where Gazaniga would potentially be pushing Lloris out of the first team mm. I think yeah I mean yeah Lloris is uh, he's, he's for me he's still our number one mm-hmm. um, but it's it's reassuring to see that um, it's it's not Vaughan back in Lloris yeah, up yeah. now and it's, it's Gazaniga and he's come in and a lot of people I know there was a lot of hype before when uh, Gazaniga had X amount of clean sheets and saves and stuff like that um, uh, and now People have scored past him, but he still looks and feels comfortable, more mm. comfortable than yeah. Vorm anyway. Unit as well, um, yeah. and uh, yeah, and he is Can so we... fucking easy on the eye, man. I know, yeah, big time. He's a mother's dream. Yeah, he's all of our dreams. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just a dream. Yeah. Um, big shout out to less of a dream, Yuan uh, Foyf, oh. to contend with what I believe is the best player outside the top six. Foyf at um, is Wilfred Zaha. Yeah, just dealt with him, and and Zaha yeah. was. It was okay. He played fairly decent, like seven out of ten during the game. But Foyth had a, a number of one on ones that he dealt with fantastically. Yeah, yeah. Foyth was excellent. I, I think the thing about Foyth is it's one of those when he like first came into the team. I thought, yeah, it looks like neat on the ball. Mm. Like he, he's, he's fairly intelligent in terms of positioning. But I was a bit worried about his pace. Mm. But it's one of those things that if you if your positioning is good and you read the game well, then you don't necessarily need to be lightning quick to stop players like that. I've got a question about Foyth. Go on. He got engaged uh, recently, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. What's all that about? Know, too, young, young. too young. Well, no, he's not too young. He's up twenty, but he looks really young. So, what's his missus into? <laughs> that's a good. That's a good question. Yeah, young young boys covered in beans. Maybe. <laughs> Don't know. Do you actually chuck beans over. I reckon she's well into that beans. Um, I just, I just think it's not right. Yeah. Nah. Like, you need to look old enough to get married in order to get married, in my opinion. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're just going to Gretna Green. I think with as well with with Foyf, when when he first came on the scene. Um, he looked very like an adolescent, like little boy. He still looks and, and I thought he would get easily pushed off the ball. And then when he came in, he gave the uh, penalty away, mm. and uh, I was just like, okay, I, I don't know how this is going to pan out for you, lad. Mm. And 
it, it's, well, it is quite often I eat my words, which is fine. <laughs> I, I, but, but he. Uh, there are still question marks about him. No, yeah, he, I'm not like, saying he's. He's, he's, he's caused he, major, major yeah, errors. Yeah, and... but, but he's, he's coming into his own. And yeah. a, a, a player that is so young, and they are still going to make mistakes. Yeah. Um, but the, the other side of his game, uh, his ball playing as well, is, is, is great. Mm. Um, I do feel, uh, rest assured, that you know there are some. Uh, I, I, every time I, I talk about youth, uh, I, I've always got windy in my head, mm. like a woodpecker yeah. on my brain. Like, am I saying the right thing? But, but with Foyf, when I see him play, I see what he gives to the team. Whereas, uh, I see Skip as a. I don't really know that he's he's filling the position. He's doing some nice short passing. He's doing just, what you'd he's, expect. Yeah, I don't really. I, I, I thought he had a very bad game against mm. Palace, but I thought that it wasn't his fault. He's kind of been thrown no. in. Like, it's all well and good playing eight minutes at the end of a game when you're yeah. the, home and clear. Yeah, is that right? Home and clear. The, the um, but to to start against Palace. It's yeah. a bit too much. 18 years old, so young. Yeah, the thing is, if you look at, say, like the the other top four sides, even the top six, when they're like blood and a youngster, they're playing one position and the rest of the first team that are regulars are in that team. So mm-hmm. they've got them to rely on. He's sort of coming into team, we're like kind of relying on him making things happen like against like a Premier League opposition. Mm. Like that is a lot for someone who's making what their like fourth or fifth start. Like yeah. it's, it's a lot for, for someone that age. So, yeah, I didn't think he had a great game at all, but I think it's very early to judge him one way or the other. Yeah, for based sure. On, based on that game. There's uh, obviously after a couple of bad results coming out of both cups, there's always going to be questions about Enoch. Um, mm. Never too far away. No. Um, and I've been like a defender of less Enoch, but also the, the kind of Daniel Levy for a long time. But I did kind of something. Another thing that resonated resonated was the fact that the, he hasn't actually spent like Enoch as a company haven't spent any real money on, on Tottenham. All of the, the cash and the capital is against the club for yeah. the new stadium. And the kind of working revenue is created by the, the football club as well. So if you look at it, what you've got is a very intelligent businessman who's using the money coming in to sustain the football club, make it more profitable, deliver top four football in a new title challenge. But he hasn't actually spent any, any, any mm. cash. It's not like they're kind of speculating. And we we did a really good podcast with a football lawyer called Daniel G, and um, he talked a lot about um, the different types of chairmen that exist, and the vast majority of them are kind of profit driven chairmen, and then occasionally you get a glory driven chairman. So that would be the Man City yeah. owners or Abramovich for different reasons, and they have so much money that they can't spend it. They get no gratification from their cash anymore. But what they do get is the kind of glory com- complex need to create something with that money that makes mm. them feel good, like buying a fast car if you haven't had it long. Yeah. Um, or at Brambridge, you get kind of political stability and the fact that you're not getting murdered yeah. by the Russian KGB if they still exist. Um, so the fact is, uh, we've got a chairman that isn't going to be murder- murdered by the KGB. He hasn't got tons of money to treat the club like a sports car. Um, don't know. Help me out here. Yeah, I mean, because I listened to that pod. Oh, you're, fresh. A, you're actually going to help me out. Right? I'm going to help you out. I listened to that. <laughs> pod. I don't know what the fuck I was just talking. <laughs> no, no, I was like, this is your train of thought. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah I was waiting for the punchline, but um, um, yeah. So I listened to that pod literally fresh today. Uh, get him out. Get him out of the club. That's where you go. Yeah, why not? Just is it? Saying, saying it. 
Yeah, the thing is... Like, all right, no, no, no keep them, keep them. The thing is, it's one of them, because, like I said, I listened to that pod fresh today, and it is interesting, and as football fans, we all just think it's a very simplistic thing in terms of, we need players to spend the money. Mm. And it's like, we, we're not really taking into consideration. I know that we, we have at some stage gone, well, we've obviously got this massive stadium to pay for. And I think it's one of those things where, from the outside, like as, as kind of just fans of the club, you're watching the football team, that's all you care about. You don't care about how they structure repayments of builders and contractors and all that stuff we we essentially want that glory owner because mm. we just want to win trophies we want to win leagues and all that stuff um, but at the same time like we've got a stable football club and again on that pod you're talking about clubs like Portsmouth clubs like Leeds where yeah they, they had that small glimmer of that glory but they it was nearly at, lost the, their football yeah club, they nearly it? lost their football club and, and and that's the thing it's a case of we are getting really close to doing it we all kind of want to, to do both so we want to be able to win stuff and go from there but we're not in a position so uh, we just have to wait, I think. So I talked to Daniel G about this and also talked about uh, to, to Andy Brassel for this special podcast on Thursday. And both of them talked about the investment in wages and mm. the kind of long-term future of some of our key players and the amount of, that that impacts the club's financials and added that you're going to kind of put a new stadium together. I think what fans are asking for, though, is a, a lump sum mm. to give to them by Enoch. But... We'd have to you. We'd have to be in kind of line with financial fair play. They mm. owners can't just spend a hundred million pounds if the money isn't there. I think the the, the fact that the, the new stadium is opening uh, will be open, and we can project a greater income that will actually give us financial parity with some of the other clubs in the league, not Man City, but some of the others. Yeah. So, like you were just saying, I mean, like with Man City and with Chelsea. Um, they have, they literally have a, an endless pot of money where they can get, continue to spend and spend on players that are like sixty mil on players and stuff like that. Yeah. And although we are, like, we, we are saying, you know, spend, 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 and in the summer we haven't spent. And I know we've got the stadium issues and stuff like that. Um, and the way Enoch run the club it is players come out before you get uh, before you, you spend money on players, but. I think we, we, we do forget that we, we we spent like 26 mil on Saldado, 30 mil Lamella, 30 mil Sissoko, uh, and so other players. Time, we did, and like you, to, 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 to be able to get uh, that money, like you, you do have to sell one of your, one of your stars, and, and that was a huge fucking price, mm-hmm. and to get those players in. But it's not like we've been scared to spend those money on those on those players. But it doesn't always work out. No, I, I think mm. what it is though is that people look at other clubs and look what they're doing, and they, they kind of think, "Oh, if 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 Liverpool can spend seventy five million pound on Van Dyke, why can't we?" Yeah. Um, and that's that's where I think the fr- frustration comes so, from. I, I think for, for me as well, like well, you got City and Chelsea, where and for me, you, you take those out because yeah, but, all right, uh, but, but compared because, to Liverpool, because, but, but compared to Liverpool, like Liverpool's following and Liverpool's history and everything that precedes them. I think, uh, and the, their stadium that they've already got on capacity and how, how much money they get in, I think they can they can afford to do that. And I think they are, you know, they are going to be chucking money like that. Mm. And the Arsenal as well, to, to, to an extent. They're, they're, you know, they're established in, in the higher echelons of those World clubs. Football, yeah. And with their stadium and you know it, it was created as this huge cash cow and got money coming in and stuff like that 
Um, we're not there yet. We are not there yet. And I think by the time we get into our stadium and we play out, a f- it's going to be like four or five seasons or whatever mm. before we can start fucking... Splashing, sp- but, or even if we do splash. But I, I think a couple of seasons time we should be having a different conversation yes and if we're not then then major questions need to be asked certainly it certainly should like in a couple of seasons it should shift and by the shift i'm talking about not going like 10 toes 70 mil wallop i'm talking like we're in the 40s and 50s yeah just getting a couple of players yeah i mean it sounds like i'm like making excuses at the moment but we, we should have spent it in the summer, mm. like, regardless. Yeah. And I get the stadium woes and stuff like that, but we should have got people in. You, we had a fucking a lot of time to get people in then. Yeah. And also, knowing that our players are at the World Cup for an extended period compared to others, mm. and there's going to be fatigue, there's going to be injuries, and if we are, like, and we're playing how we are now, and we, you know, we're in the hunt in full fronts, man. You need to get players in. So... Anything to add, John, before we break for Windy? Yeah, I, I think what you boys have said is pretty much spot on. Um, I know we're going to get into Poch a little bit later, but I think kind of what I took from what he was trying to say, which is that, yes, like winning trophies is great, but just where we're at exactly right now, staying in the Champions League in terms of the income that it brings and mm. the gravitas it brings for the players we want to keep hold of is the most important thing. So I don't think it's a case of we don't ever want to win trophies because we just want to qualify for things. It's just that where we're at now, that's the most crucial point, and I think that's where we're at. You got a tattoo? You yeah. Got that. When did you get that done? I did. Um, I had it done at the weekend. What does it say? Oh, shizzle. It says, I used to love her. Well, she's a bit out of order on your missus. Like, yeah. you're just newly engaged. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's actually How she a, um, She's all right, because I told her what it means. It's a, did you um, say that before? Yes, because when I said to her, that's what I was going to get. She so looked you, at me like she was going to knock my teeth out. Yeah, so when you were kind of going out as a couple and stuff, yeah. and they looked down. It's People just go, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, basically, it's a common, uh, the rapper common. It's one of his tracks, and it's... The song is about, he's talking about this girl, he met her and talks about the history of knowing this person. And then actually at the end, it's what just a metaphor for hip hop. Oh, really? So it's like, yeah. and, and you love hip hop, Yeah, you? exactly. So that's why. But yeah, I managed to go through with it with a shitload of numbing cream. Really? Yeah, pussy that big time. It's a, sm- a small black thing line. Like, but when I, sh- when I went in, I said, oh, I've had it, uh, numbing cream on. She went, so, literally started laughing. Yeah, went, so you're joking. So you're... I went, no. She goes, it's the smallest tattoo I've ever done. Yeah, you can you can buy numbing cream over the counter. Yeah, no, only got lasts, on Amazon, mate. Doctor Num. Sick. It? it only lasts about half hour though. Numbing cream on the skin. Well, mine skin. was quite a long. Yeah, lidocaine, mate. Five percent. Premium no helmet. That's it. Oh, well, you can just fuck forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. Never stop. Fuck forever. Yeah. Windy about to drop the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you. I got your back. Hi, this is Windy, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. And I'll start off with those players out on loan. So first off, Marcus Edwards had another strong performance for Excelsior, although he didn't score this week. Uh, Josh Onimer, who was rumoured to be coming back to Spurs, has recovered quicker than expected from injury and is going to rejoin Sheffield Wednesday um, this week, where he'll stay on loan for the rest of the season. Uh, Carter Vickers is Swansea, beat... Connor Ogilvie's Gillingham 4-1 in the FA Cup. And Sam Shashua scored a really good goal, actually, for Atletico Balleres. On to the youth teams. The under-18s lost, unfortunately, in the quarter-final of the Premier League Cup. They were playing Derby County, who were very strong at this level. And we had a slightly weakened team with an under-16 striker, Terrell Whitaker, making his debut at this level. We lost 2-0. 
Uh, it sounds like we did okay. We didn't really create enough. But the under-23s were more successful. The, they beat uh, Athletic Club Bilbao 5-4 in the Premier League International Cup, which means we progress to the final eight, which is great news. Um, goal scorers on the night were Vincent Janssen, uh, Jack Rolls. In fact, Rolls got two. Uh, plus Charlotte Tracy and Anthony Georgiou. Really good results. Really pleased for the under-23s, who aren't always the most consistent team. Rolls is just an absolute goal machine at the moment, and I can't quite understand why he's not been training with the first team, given our lack of attacking midfielders and goal threat over the past few weeks. But there we go. Obviously, he's not one that Pochettino particularly uh, likes at the moment. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter, at WindyCoys. That's Coys for coming your Spurs. Uh, the Firecock is back for the second half. Uh, thank you very much, Windy. Thanks, Windy. People thought he was pissed in his last update, and I, I listened to it again today, and it does it does sound like he's had a few. <laughs> yeah. It's very funny. It's one of the best ones. Yeah. yeah. I, met, I met Windy for the first time at the social, Yeah. and I, the first thing I said to him was like, oh, mate, um, it's really nice to meet, blah, 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 a little catch-up, and I was like, it was really emotional, uh, your last update. Like, did you yeah. have a few whiskeys before? Yeah. And he was going, everybody keeps saying this to me. Like, I don't know why. It was the way he signed it off and he went, yeah. I missed you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you miss me too. Yeah. I loved it though. It was very sincere. Yeah, it was good. Uh, and uh, anyone who knows Wendy knows what a lovely, lovely man he is. So, you know, it isn't just all youth. You've, you've, up, you've updates and loanies and that he's got like a soul right yeah. so when you dig him out for something bad that happens on the pitch like when uh, Cole Capitas give away that hand ball <laughs> fucking like god Jesus what he's mentioned must have been like because people blame him yeah. we blame him I blame yeah. him yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I hate Wendy yeah. every time one of the young players and he, he promised me this yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we haven't talked about the social it was quality I mean despite the fact that we lost and that's what's great about the fighting got socials is that everybody goes for it together and a lot of people just fuck off full time because they want to get out of there and they want to get home and get over the result and whatnot. but people stay they have a drink and that and it's it's just a good thing being together and, and actually it's, you know as good as it can be and as good as it is like going to the game in a way especially going away like that's the kind of pinnacle supporting Spurs going away um, but the kind of next best thing is that this kind of th- this kind of thing like when uh, when I was younger and I used to go and watch uh, Spurs in pubs and stuff like one of the things I hated was overhearing people talk about Tottenham. I knew mm. they weren't Spurs fans and they mm. were just giving their opinion. And I was like, I don't give a fuck about your opinion. Yeah. And then if like Spurs lost, then you'd hear the cheers go up and this yeah. that and that lot. Mm. But when we, when you're at the socials, everyone is in it together mm. and it's kind of like like you're saying that people do filter out and go home because they're pissed off. But then there are other people. That is still singing. That is, it still reminds you that you know that you're Tottenham, and it, you know even though it hurts at the time, it, you know you're all in it together, and it, yeah. it, it is great. It, I love it. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was fantastic. We met some great people. We were all there as well, which was great. Um, and I, you know, I made a thing about uh, people like a bit feeling awkward when people come and say hello. Yeah. And uh, everyone, anyone who did come up, goes, "I know you don't like this." And I was like, <laughs> "I fucking created something weird here. It's fine. Like it's lovely. It's a really lovely thing." Uh, if we can kind of share a hug and uh, have a beer together, that would be lovely. So don't feel awkward. Oh, fuck, what the fuck am I saying? Just kidding. <laughs> You're doing a windy now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I miss you. <laughs> um, the fighting court's back, back by fans, but um, we've got like about 130 sign-ups. It's 
as a part of this sponsorship. Just being very honest about what this is. Yeah. 130 sign-ups since we since we started, and that that's not bad. But in, the, the target figure is 150. Now, I don't want anybody to get a betting account if unless they want it. And if you if you've had a problem with betting, absolutely don't get an account. But if you like betting at football, um, then this is a good thing to. Uh, sign up to fans bet because half of their profits go back to fans um, they're paying for a fighting cock social very soon and they do other great stuff they kind of donated to I think it was Shrewsbury Town to help build their uh, rail seat and they've got there so they are kind of very conscious about supporters and you know kind of that's their selling point ultimately but what we need is another 20-25 which kind of give them the value that we kind of promised at the beginning of this partnership. So if you haven't already signed up and you do like a flower of football and it's not an issue, you just enjoy it, then consider it. It's the fight. Uh, so it's www.fansbet.com forward slash. No, I think it's fuck. <laughs> fansbet.co.uk. Yeah. Just like fansbet to Google. Yeah. You'll find it. You'll find yeah. It. When you sign up, select fighting cock in the drop down. Yeah. And, uh, and that's it. Good. Do it. Not the end of the podcast. Yeah, do it. Right, how, do you, how do you pronounce Rabio? Is it Rabio? Exactly yeah. like that. All right, wicked. Um, how else can you pronounce it? Rabiot? I mean, you're some sort of a Luddite if you're pronouncing a French name with a T on the end. Well, I, I did that for a while. Until really? Something. Yeah, I'm bad at this. I'm bad. Like my G, I come from my dad's bullsack. I mean, we, <laughs> we cannot pronounce footballers' names. Like, he, he still can't say Adavero. Like, he cannot do it. Yeah, Just Toby's. I remember one of the most out of all the things I ever did I think at the time I thought it was, oh, this is good it was one of the live shows and I got him up on stage and just started giving him names to pronounce that he couldn't <laughs> do in front of about 400 people and afterwards I reflected on it and I thought that was pretty out of order that's really harsh <laughs> that's really out Rabio uh, apparently reported what was it the publication Le Quip Le- yeah did I get that right Le Quip yeah you don't know you don't know yeah he officially turned down the move and then, obviously, it's come out afterwards and said that he hasn't actually engaged with the press at all. He's lost his father, which is the kind of Serge Aurier tweet, which everyone thought, oh, Serge Aurier's got in his ear, he's coming to Spurs. But actually, it was about his, It was either about his father passing or the donation he'd give to help uh, find that Salah guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, that would be... I think exactly what we need. The mm. quality is there. He's done incredible stuff for PSG. My issue with him is that how not how much desire does he have to come and play for Spurs and, and run like Pochettino wants him to, when he clearly sees him as a kind of elite level footballer. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be a problem we're going to have though going forward, isn't it? Like those types of players that that we need, it's rare that they have the combination of that work rate, that intensity, that that mm. ability to kind of just knuckle down and have a a fairly low ego. And provide the level of quality that's going to like kick us on. Um, so I think that's going to be difficult. Every time I've seen him play, I think he's exactly what we need. Like he's very good on the ball. He's actually massive. I didn't realise how big. Yeah, he he's is. a unit. He's a he's, a, he's like six foot three, isn't he? He's big yeah. old boy. He's class. Yeah, he's really really decent. But um, I do also just I don't know whether it's because he's French and got long hair. Yeah. But he does seem like he just doesn't care about anything. Yeah. And that that does worry me a little bit. But then. Yeah. From, from the stuff I've read, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's not going to amount to anything. But the, the the opinions that you form from from what you do read, it it, it does feel like he is holding out for uh, you know a, a Barca or a Real or because he is running at the end of his contract and that he's hoping that something bigger and better is going to come along. Can I give you a parallel? Yeah, go. Joey Bond. Yeah. 
he once said uh, that he wouldn't sign for QPR because he was England's best midfielder. Yeah. <laughs> and then he went and signed for him. Yeah. So, just saying. Uh, soldiers lost in battle time. Yeah. yeah. And then we've got, uh, because Ricky's back, uh, a uh, poo update. Nice. Uh, have you have you got anything? No, no, no. I've been you... I've been quite quite regular. Been been all right. <laughs> well, not in the last two weeks in the in history of your pooing career. Oh, all right. Well, look, you don't have to. You don't think about too much. Just see yeah. if anything comes up because um, someone DM'd us. Yeah. The, the most incredible story. Wow. Do you remember now? I do remember that story. <laughs> so I'm going to do my best to read it out. It is quite long, and if you're kind of not into poo chat, then. Um, this isn't a podcast for you. <laughs> uh, but first, soldiers lost in battle. So this is when a someone misses a, an important game because an outside force has prevented them. Could be anything. Uh, this one is uh, from, bear with me, Jake McCormack. And he says, Hi guys, not sure if this counts as soldiers lost in battle, but thought you'd appreciate it nonetheless. In 2008, my brother was diagnosed with lung cancer. He was bedridden with chemo, so, so could no longer go or even watch his beloved Tottenham. He was moved to hospital in October 08, where he ended up having the misfortune of having to listen to the bottom of the table Tottenham travel to Arsenal on the radio. We went 4-2 down to them and barely any time remaining in the game with how he was feeling and how we were playing. He turned off in disgust to go to sleep. I went in and visited him the next day. He had no idea that Aaron Lennon had stolen us uh, a point in stoppage time. There's not much you can do to cheer up somebody in this situation, but by God, you could not keep the smile off his face. Sadly, in June 2009, he passed away. But what a moment this was. Cheers. Uh, it just shows you that, you know, all the fucking shit that we talk about and everyone gets wound up about that how important Tottenham is and mm. uh, football is to, to kind of each and every one of us. And we talked about it a bit last week about how opportunities come because of, of our shared love of a club. But also... You know, we, at the time we were bottom of the league. This happened, and this poor geezer, he was obviously very ill at the time, had this beaming smile on his face. Yeah. Um, when my my granddad passed away in, well, it must have been 16, 13, I think. And uh, we went to the hospice where he was, uh, it was Christmas Day, he went to the hospice, and we visited him. And uh, I mean, I don't know why you'd buy someone who's in a hospice a pair of slippers, but buying presence is tricky yeah yeah so you just get anything <laughs> yeah. yeah um and so my granddad opened a pair of sis- uh, uh, slippers and they were uh, tottenham slippers and with his tiny little feeble hand he lifted it up in the air and he was like yes granddad <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately he died the other day what your granddad yeah On christmas day yeah shizzle man yeah sucks fuck i, I got the slippers did you yeah every cloud yeah yeah, he would have wanted it. Uh, oh yeah, soldiers lost in battle. Oh, no, no, we've done that. Um, poo chat. <laughs> Actually, should we leave this to the end and then do Spurs questions and then anyone who wants to listen to the, that sort of stuff, they can. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a good idea, yeah, it isn't is. it? Um, <laughs> okay. From Keen at Kalistov. It's KL stuff, isn't it? Uh, if Spurs took all the points in their next three matches which are all home games against middle-table squads, thus keeping us firmly third place in the league, our cup defeats quickly forgotten. Wait. Yes. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't say quickly forgotten, but with, uh, with, with nine points on the board and potential of uh, Arsenal, Chelsea or United dropping points and pushing that gap further and further cementing us in, into the, the top four, 
I think then it's not going to be looking back on hindsight and going, yeah, I'm glad we came out of the cups. <laughs> mm, yeah. But it is it, that would certainly uh, soften the blow because at the moment you do, no matter what anyone says, you do get swayed by, uh, oh, the wheels are falling off at Tottenham, you know, out of mm. two cups, and, and you think, fuck, man, please don't don't let this happen again, man. Like, uh, we've been through that. We've got the mentality now. We, you know, we, we, we're a better team. Yeah, we've got injuries. Yeah, Sonny's out and stuff like that. But it can, it can all it can all come back to us, and we don't we don't want that to happen. It's remarkable what a couple of wins can do. It yeah. is in football. Like when you lose, you look forward to your next game, and when the next game comes around, you lose again. It's a fucking. It's a, you know. I mean, if we if we lose against Watford, slap, but Jesus. Yeah, it, it, that I mean that it do you know would what, be very tough. What will remind me of but that time when um, under Ramos. <laughs> where we had Hull at home and we were on a terrible run, weren't we, Rick? Yeah. And we said if we lose to Hull at home we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do ourselves in. Yeah. No, it weren't a joke. No. I mean it was a joke. Fucking hell yeah. it was a joke. Don't do yourselves in, obviously. Calm and all that. But we were kind of we couldn't believe what was happening. And who's the guy who's got uh, was he was he Brazilian? Yeah, he's just, got a free kick against us. Giovanni. Giovanni. Where is he? Yeah. Uh, what's he doing now? You fucking bastard. I hope he's knee deep in Players always score worldies against yeah. us, though, don't Quick they? Quick sound. <laughs> right, if a yeah. player ne- hasn't scored for 800 years, guarantee he'll block one in the top bin. Glenn Whelan, I remember he scored an absolute peach against us. Yeah. Like, it just always happens. Like, some rascal player just pops up. Like, back in the day, Rod Wallace for Leeds. Do you remember yeah. him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking tear us a new one every time. <laughs> Stephen Hunt man. used to fucking turn yeah. up against yeah. us. Oh, I don't know. Um, Nathan Blake. <laughs> Also, yeah, he oh, got us a few times. go that far back. Fucking Ian Marshall <laughs> of Ipswich. Always would nod against Spurs. Always. Disgusting pig. Bastards. <laughs> Bastards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but a couple of wins. If we win the next three league games, as much as people are kind of dismayed, you forget about it, you move on. Yeah. Football, you're as good as your last result, ultimately. Yeah, and ultimately, like, we're out of the cups now, so there's no point in dwelling on it. The next thing we've got to focus on is let's, let's qualify for the Champions League again, uh, see what we can do in the Champions League this season and go from there. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, DBanks75 on Twitter, he says, what do you think about the potential Enoch out protest that some fans are trying to organise? Also, where do you think, where do you stand on the top? We talked about this, but the Enoch out um, uh, People talking about taking yeah. posters and shit. Yeah. All I would say, the, the last few times we've tried to do this, or fans have tried to do this, it's been pretty poorly attended. Mm. I remember when we were trying to go to Stratford and there was like a protest of about 80 people. Yeah. And they were moving our entire club to another, you know, borough, like five, five miles or eight miles down the road, and 80 people turned up. I've got a picture of me in, a, in, in Park Lane with a white balloon saying, say no to Stratford on it. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a balloon, yeah. 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 You did your bit then, Yeah, right? I did my bit. <laughs> Stood there in Park Lane with one white balloon. I, I stopped going for that period. I'm missing fucking... Yeah. I remember, I remember. I remember going to the games and being in the bell with all your brothers, your dads, like, we're going, oh, he's, he's getting on his high horse, isn't he? Yeah. They, your, brother, my, your brother's digging you out. Yeah, the brothers <laughs> think, I was, you think I was a dickhead. But... I'd like I was kind of well into it then. We would go every week. Like, yeah, this is, yeah, yeah. This, we'd always meet in the bell. We'd go and watch Spurs, <laughs> win or lose. We'd have a great time. And I was kind of so fucking angry about this this moving to Stratford mm. bollocks that I was like, "Fuck it, I'll boycott it. And I'll do it on my own. I'll do it. like doesn't matter if anyone else does it. I'll do it." And I missed some fucking Cranchard last minute winner against uh, Bolton. Uh, yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't remember. 
think he even missed an Arsenal game. Mm. Yeah, I did. But men men and their you. principles. Yeah, thanks to you, though, mate. We didn't. Yeah, it didn't happen. So, yeah, nice well done, mate. Have. Nice one, mate. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'll do my best to read this out. Uh, so some geezer t- uh, DM'd us. Do we say his name? Do you want his name on it? Yeah, go on then. No, what is it? <laughs> I'm probably prepared for this. Hang on a second. Um, yeah, he DM'd us after Ricky's story about exploding in a toilet. Um, his name is Mr. K on Twitter. That's all we've got. He actually posted it twice, so he's proper kind of into really, getting yeah, ready. Um, so yeah, if you're if you're just here for the, the Spurs stuff, then um, turn off now. If not, if you're one of the thirty percent, truly, this yeah. is what we're all about. <laughs> okay. Right, here goes. Very few people know this, but after Ricky's shit story the other day, I had to let loose, pardon the pun. So a few years back, we went on a family holiday to India. My wife, my daughter and I are stopping in Mumbai after a few weeks with family in Gujarat. Decided to go out for a slap-up meal at lunch, slap-up lunch at Hakkasan. Fucking hell. This is fucking impossible for me, isn't it? Yeah. Just bear with me if I fuck all these up. If you're from India and I'm fucking this up, I'm sorry. Which I believe is a Michelin starred. Had a great time, nice lunch, couple of drinks, nothing usual there, unusual there. Did a spot of shopping and by chance found out a friend who I'd not seen in years was in Mumbai and we managed to arrange an impromptu meet-up. Tried a few local places which were packed and with a young child and pregnant wife and a bit of a diva mate, we stopped at Starbucks. Keep reading, the shit gets real now. Halfway through my coffee, my, stu- my stomach is grumbling and making some weird noises. Drops a fu- uh, uh, I drop a sly few farts. But if you've ever been to India, you know that the real danger is a follow-through at any given time. My stomach starts into not a bit, and I suspect I'm in trouble now. Getting on a flight the next day to spend Xmas, Christmas in Dubai, and I was really, I really couldn't afford to be sick. Hopefully, it's just one, it's just a one-off. I'm thinking, and actually, given the sanitary conditions in India, I'm thankful that I'm in a Starbucks and can use their facilities. So I get up, excuse myself from my table, go to the counter and ask where the bogs are. I'm desperate by now. The motion of standing has caused havoc on my bowels. The words, I'm sorry, sir, we don't have a bathroom for customers damn near kneecap me there and then. I'm panicking. I'm sweating. And I fear I'm about to shit myself. I leave Starbucks hurriedly. I look outside, left and right. There are only local places and I know what they're normally like. A hole in the, a hole in the floor or dirty, filthy places. A bit of a generalisation, but I was in no condition to be thinking rationally and open-minded. Sweat beads are forming on my forehead. The heat combined with the situation at hand is a fucking disaster waiting to happen. From the corner of my eye, I spot a KFC. My God, has the Colonel come to rescue again? I do a weird shuffle run across the, to KFC, hopes pinned on the fact that it'd be in a decent place, relatively and with a clean, with a relatively clean loo. Darting, ask for the bugs, no politeness. It's up on the next floor. What the fuck? Run up to the next floor, look around, nothing there. Push the, push to the front of the queue and ask the guy behind the counter. He asks if. I've bought anything... Uh, sorry, uh, he's asked if i bought anything because it's paying customers only. I tell him I'll buy two buckets, just tell me where the toilet is. He points and tells me to keep walking. Rush to, rush to the door, no toilet in the immediate vicinity. I keep walking and walking and walking. Turns into something of an industrial state, like the back of a shopping centre where customers wouldn't see. I'm almost bent over and just then I see the sign. What a fucking relief. How wrong was I? <laughs> consider I've never consider I needed a serious shit for the past 12 minutes plus I go in and the place fucking reeks three uri- urinals with a horrid stench one cubicle the door is shut as I go in it has a guy taking a piss at the urinal tells me it's out of order 
The words just go in one ear and out the other. No word of a lie. I'm near delusional now. Out of order. I mean, how bad could out of order be? Walk in, shut the door, and oh my fucking God, it's dirty, it stinks, the floor is wet of God knows what, and and there is a tile covering the toilet. A tile. What's underneath, I'm wondering, shall I move it? What if it drops? What if I see in there, what, what if I see in there is horrendous? What if I take a dump... And what, what if that splashes back up at me? Many questions pondered in just a few seconds. What happened next? I don't know what my thought process was. Normally my normal, normally my, sorry, normal, nor my normally rational mind. Put it down to the last 15 minutes. I dropped my jeans and my boxes. I did the hover move like Ricky and proceeded to do the dirtiest, fullest, smallest, oddest shit in my life. On the tile... On the, on, the, tile. on the tile. On the tile. On the tile. Is that a turnout on the tile? <laughs> I'll be honest, it wasn't enjoyable. I just feel that I, I just feared the tile would slip or maybe I would end up on the tile or worse. Fear that my balls might make contact with the pool. Oh. But it just had to be done. I'd also in my wisdom been smart enough to grab a handful of napkins from Starbucks and clean myself with a, with a with an otherwise uh, well, otherwise I'd been there with a tap in a plastic jug. Oh, India's equivalent of a wet wipe. I guess I got up Looked back at the Armageddon my body had just caused, part wondering what the fuck I'd done, part pride. I walked out and washed my hands. Like, uh, casually walked out and washed his hands. As I did, someone walked in there and went to the cubicle, as I did, and, and, and I said, it's out of order, mate. Walked out of the exit, ran as fast as I could to Starbucks, hoping I wouldn't be seen. Uh, you just know that, like... Oh, mate, that's just like... That is so bleak. Yeah. Do you know, that reminds me of um, like train spotting. Yeah. When he goes into that cubicle and it's just like oh, horrific. Mate. In um, oh, that's that's not a great start to holiday. Um, so more of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so email us at editor at thefighting.co.uk or DM us on Twitter. Twitter the, the DMs are open. Um, any stories around... T- I mean, th- that was just about poo, but yeah. any stories like embarrassing crazy mental stories around going to Spurs or not going to Spurs or, or it could be anything as long yeah. as it's around our football club then email us editor at thefightingcock.co.uk or DM us on Twitter and we'll read them out also if you're still with us and you haven't reviewed us on iTunes we will if you send in a review on iTunes and rate us five stars we will read out whatever it is yeah. It doesn't matter. You can say anything <laughs> and, I, and I will read it out. <laughs> oh, on, it's so, so go to iTunes and review The Fighting Cock and whatever you say, I will read it out verbatim. It doesn't matter what it is. Rain. It could be yeah. anything. Rain. Yeah? That's good. Five star that shit. All yeah. right. Done.
Social Podcast Network. Sports 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 Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.